Hey everybody, welcome to Money's No Object. I'm your host, Dylan Howell. This is episode number 54 of our YouTube channel and podcast, and I could not be more excited to continue working with you guys and talking to you about personal finance topics that I think can really push you forward financially and help you to build wealth in the long term. Today, what we're going to be talking about is something that um, is a real sticking point for me and something that I talk about a lot and haven't really addressed yet on the show, and so I want to be very, very clear on how I feel. Today, we're talking about this big financial pitfall that is the 30-year mortgage, and I know there's a lot of pushback to these arguments that I'm going to make today, but at the same time, I have found no better way to build wealth than to pay off a home early, and a 30-year mortgage works against that way to build wealth. Therefore, I have to address it. I have to talk about why the 30-year mortgage is something you need to stay away from. And if you're already in it, I'll talk about uh, how you can adjust your plan as well. Before we get started, though, please go down below, hit the big red subscribe button. Also, like this video and uh, leave me any feedback in the comments. If you're listening to this on the uh, podcast, Apple or Spotify podcast, then make sure that you subscribe there and leave me a review. Also, Follow me on social media at MNO with Dylan, and that's a really good follow. A lot of good financial tips and tricks that I'm putting out daily there, multiple times a day. And then also, if you want to work one-on-one with me and you want me to help you walk through creating a financial plan and working through that financial plan, then I can definitely help you with that. Uh, just go to www.mnowithdylan.com and click on the Work with Dylan tab, and you can sign up for a financial coaching session there. So we're talking about the 30-year mortgage today, and I wanted to first start with some fun little anecdotes of 30 years ago was a long time ago, okay? So 30 years is a long time, and how can we prove that this is a long time? Well, first of all, who was the president 30 years ago? George Bush, but senior, H.W. He was the president 30 years ago, okay? So 1990, George Bush, George H.W. Bush was the president, okay? And then the movies Home Alone and Pretty Woman had just come out 30 years ago, okay? Those movies are old. Those movies had just come out 30 years ago, okay? Joe Montana was the Super Bowl, was the Super Bowl MVP in 1990, That was a long time ago. Joe Montana has been out of the league for a long time. He's doing Skechers commercials now, okay? So all of these things are just like, okay, 30 years, that is a long, long time. So could you imagine paying on one debt, one mortgage, from the time that all of those things were the case until today? I couldn't imagine it. And you shouldn't be imagining it because... I don't want you to do it. I want you to stay away from the 30-year mortgage because that's what the 30-year mortgage is doing. It is tying people into debt for that long. That is a crazy amount of time to be in debt and it's going to force you to pay a crazy amount of interest. And so we're really going to dive into why are we wanting to stay away from these today? And so I also want to give you a a couple more little things to think about that I think are pretty fun. Uh, One of which is if somebody got a 30-year mortgage and paid it off this year, at the end of the mortgage, then I wasn't alive when you took out your mortgage, okay? 
I was not alive 30 years ago when you took out that mortgage. That's crazy. I could not imagine somebody paying on a debt my entire life or paying on a debt my child's entire life until they're, you know, 25 or 30 or whatever. So, I mean, that's just, that's a crazy amount of time to be paying on one debt. Also, one last little thing. If you were to buy a home at 25, which by the way is not happening really. I mean, younger people, people in their 20s aren't really purchasing homes right now. But let's say you purchase a home at 25, you put it on a 30-year mortgage, then you're 55 by the time that home is paid off if you just go by that schedule. This takes you from being an early professional to being somebody who's pushing, you know, knocking on retirement's door. And you're in one debt for that long. That is a long, long time. And where was the chance for picking up your wealth building? Where was the chance for increasing the amount of money you invested because you had more money to invest? Unless you made more income, that that never happened. Um, it wasn't there because your expenses never declined. Your expenses stayed there. You still were having to make that house payment 30 years later. And that's sad, and I don't want that to happen to you. So let's start with this. The 30-year mortgage is absolutely costly, okay? And in several ways, but let's talk first about just monetarily, it's costly, okay? So if you take the 30 versus the 15, so we're gonna do this example of the 30-year mortgage versus the 15-year mortgage. It's a very common example that's run. And let's say it's a $200,000 mortgage, which is the US median house cost, right? Um, it's 4% rate, both are 4% rate, which typically 15s have lower rates than the 30s, but we're gonna say for example's sake, they have the exact same rate. Um, and then we just do 30 versus 15 years, right? Well, the payment difference, first off, uh, obviously the 15 is going to have a higher payment because you're paying off the exact same amount of debt in a shorter period of time, so you have to make a higher payment. So the 15-year is going to have a $1,479.38 payment, okay? And the 30-year is going to have a $954.83 payment. So obviously you're going to pay more month-to-month -month with the 15-year, which is the, is the deterrent for a lot of people. But if you hear the rest of these numbers, you're going to be like, I want to do the 15 or less than the 15. Like, I don't want to do a 30, all right? The total cost to pay off for the 15-year for the mortgage is $266,287.65, okay? So you paid $66,287.65 in interest. Now, with the 30-year mortgage, remember the exact same mortgage amount, the exact same house we're talking about here, but just on two different mortgages, okay? With a 30-year you would have the total cost of $343,739.01. So that means you paid $143,739.01 in interest. The difference between those two is approximately $77,500 in difference. That, that's the difference in cost between the 30 and the 15. That is a huge cost. For most people, that's a year's of household income difference. And that's substantial. But then if that doesn't motivate you enough, if that doesn't make you believe that the 30-year is too costly, then let's move to the opportunity cost of the 30-year mortgage. So what I mean by opportunity cost is the next best alternative that you're giving up, okay? And so what would be an alternative to paying on your mortgage? What would be something that you give up to continue paying on your mortgage? Well, Naturally, my mind goes to increasing the amount that you would invest. 
because if you didn't have a mortgage, then you could naturally invest more money. So you could be investing the mortgage payment. And if I were to have paid off that 15, that 15 year mortgage that we were just talking about, and then invested only half of the payment, which the, the payment was uh, almost $1,500. So I said $750 invested. Uh, if I just invested half of that payment on a monthly basis, and I did that for 15 years at 8%, that's an extra $259,528.67 that you have invested for you for the long term. That is a large amount of money. And that's just assuming an 8% rate of return. And that's just assuming that you only invested half of that payment. That is a huge amount of money that you are foregoing to continue paying on a mortgage. That is, that's crazy. And then for the sake of financial balance, let's not forget that we have two other ways that we are giving something up in order to stay paying on this particular 30-year mortgage. And those two things we're giving up is we could be giving that payment. We could be being generous with that payment. We could be making a bigger impact but with our giving from that house payment that we did have on the 15. We could be doing that. We could be spending the payment on, you know, experiences for our family, on doing things with, you know, kids and doing things with your spouse and just going and enjoying, you know, the world, traveling the world by yourself even. So this just shows that the 30-year is so, so costly. And, you know, a 30-year mortgage will likely take on the entire childhood of your children. So if you were just to pay a 30 like a 30, then it will take up most of your child's life, right? But a 15-year mortgage or less won't. Like, yeah, it may take up a good portion of, let's say, you bought a house as soon as you had your first child. Well, then 15 years later, they're 15 years old. Well, you've still got a few years in the house with them. Then you may have younger children or whatever. So you can actually use that extra money on them. You can actually do things with them and and uh, take them on trips and give them experiences because you had the extra money to do so. Um, but if you're just paying on a 30, you're never going to really get that chance. And then the 30 is also costly because it takes a long time to build equity. I mean, early on within a 30-year mortgage, most of your payment is going straight to interest and you're not really making any headway on the principal balance of your home. Uh, and so it, it's just really hard to build equity. So if you sell after even five years in a 30-year mortgage, you're not going to get to you know, net much from that home. But if you sell after five years in a 15-year mortgage, you can actually you know, profit a good amount and then you know, roll that into your next home. And then the last cost that I want to talk about is something that is um, more emotional, but it's the cost of freedom. And like I've said previously, the, when you borrow, you are enslaved to the person who lends to you right? You are in bondage to debt, right? Because you have to pay them or else they're going to ruin your life, okay? We're in bondage to debt. And even if I say I'm okay with the mortgage, which I am okay with a mortgage, right? Then I still want it paid off quickly. I don't want to be sitting in it for 30 years of my life. That is so, so long. Like we talked about at the beginning, I can't fathom staying in bondage to debt for that long. And you simply just don't have the options when you have a mortgage that you do when you don't have a mortgage. So paying the mortgage off earlier is better 
And the 30 is just not going to get you that. The 30-year mortgage is not the way to get you to having financial options and being financially free. The way to financial freedom is past investing at least 15% of your income, pound away at the house, pay as much more of your discretionary income on the house as possible and get that thing paid off. And then you have so many options, so many ways that you can um, just move forward financially in a place of financial strength. So then what is my big master plan? What is my suggestion then, right? So I talked a little bit about it yesterday, but uh, I'll hit on it again. 15-year mortgage or less. And I know that means that it's going to be an increased monthly cost, but maybe you need to live below your means a bit and not try to push the limit on what you can buy. So um, 15-year mortgage. And so what it'll do is it'll decrease the interest costs and leave plenty of time for wealth building. I mean, if you get a 15-year mortgage at 25, and that thing's paid off by 40 if you haven't paid it off sooner. And so you're 40 years old. You've got several years until you, you know, retire statistically. I mean, you've got 20 to 30 years just depending on when somebody retires. And it's, it's huge what that amount of money can do for you, uh, that amount of money that you are pouring into that payment um, just by investing it or, you know, spending it or, you know, giving it or whatever. It, it just can be so useful in your financial life. Then above that, I want you to pay no more than 25% of your take-home pay uh, in your house payment. So um, I talked about this very specifically yesterday and how we're going to keep housing costs down. Um, we don't want to be house poor, and that may require you to live below your means. But that's the thing. Anytime you want to get somewhere financially, there's a sacrifice that has to be made. You have to sacrifice something in order to get something. That's that's the way the world is. There, there's a sacrifice that must be made in order to get to somewhere that is good, somewhere that is positive. I mean, that that's even seen in the, the narrative of the Bible and the narrative of uh, the story of Jesus Christ is there's a sacrifice that has to be made. And so all of these things that we're talking about, it's very cause and effect. There, there has to be a sacrifice in order to be good coming on the other end. And so you may have to sacrifice a little bit of your you know, comfort living in a nice house in order to get to financial freedom long term. And trust me, it's not that bad. It can't be that bad. And then the last part of my suggestion that I have here is once you're out of debt, have an emergency fund, and are investing 15% of your income or more, pile onto the mortgage until it's paid off like I've said previously. Uh, just make sure that you're piling onto that so we can get to that, net, that next step of being financially free ASAP. That's where we want to be. That's where we want to be maneuvering for a long period of time. And the wealth building potential there is crazy. The giving potential, the potential to do things and have experiences is off the charts the longer that you go without a mortgage. And so what I want to address now are people's bad arguments for why you should keep a 30-year mortgage. And they are definitely bad arguments. I have uh, what I think are good comebacks to all of them. Um, so you can't change the way people think a lot of times. Um, maybe I can change the way you think about a mortgage and a 30-year mortgage. But we're going to talk about all the arguments that you may be thinking of in your head. Uh, and then we will you know, back into you know, why that's not a good idea, why it's not necessarily the case. So um, the first thing that they argue is the obvious, right? Lower payments, right? The uh, biggest advantage of the 30-year mortgage is that the month-to-month -month cost is lower, right? Well, all a lower payment means is that 
you still owe more, right? So every payment is not pushing you towards owning the home anymore. Um, and it means that you're going to pay more interest over the long term. That's all a lower payment means. Yeah, it may reveal the fact that you can't afford a house that you thought you could afford if you're doing a 15 on top of, you know, instead of a 30. But at the same time, it could very well simply just show you that the 30 is not giving you much headway. And so that, that's the biggest argument for the 30 is low payments. Well, we don't want to make small payments on debt. We want to make big, hefty payments on debt so we can get them paid off. Then they also talk about increased flexibility, right? And how it gives you more options because, you know, if the economy is bad and layoffs are looming and, and you know, you have all these bad things going on, then you, know, you can be assured that you have this low house payment that you don't have to worry about and blah, 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 blah. Okay, the reason that that is not valid either is because when it comes to, you know, something bad happening, I understand people get into pinches. I, I, I definitely understand. But there's a reason we are where we are in the financial action plan. We have an emergency fund set. Therefore, if something bad does happen, we can cover our expenses for four to six months. It's set. It's done. If I lose a job for three months, guess what? All I lost was an emergency fund. I can rebuild it. But I was able to pay the mortgage on my 15-year. I hate that, that they talk about flexibility in that way. All they're talking about is not making um, as much headway as you would like to make because you're scared. You have this sense of confidence and the ability to move forward because you have no debt and because you have your emergency fund in place. Those two things, and the reason I talk about them, it seems like every single video is because if you have those things in place, you have money that you can deal with with other parts of your financial life. But if you don't have an emergency fund and you are in debt, then you're going to continuously have to go back into this cycle of going into debt and you know borrowing money to get yourself out of pickles and all of this type of type of thing. And, and you just don't want to have to deal with it. Um, so flexibility, bad argument, don't like it. So then they say, okay, well, what about you know more control? Because with a 30-year mortgage, you're you can make payments like it's a 15. And then, you know, if, if you have a tough month, then you can pull back and, and not make payments, you know, like it's 15. You can just make that minimum payment if you need to. You know, it gives me more control over how much I pay. Let me tell you this. People who take out 30-year mortgages with the intention to pay them off like a 15 almost never do. The statistics say they almost never do. The people who pay off houses like a 15 or less are people who take out 15-year or less mortgages because people need that accountability or else they'll just fall back into the same old habits uh, because it's easy. It's easy to just make that minimum payment because that's what you feel like you should do. So more control, but it's not going to benefit you. Okay. It's not going to benefit you to have that control because you're not going to take advantage of the benefits there. All right. And then they say reduced financial vulnerability. So by paying your lender that additional principal every month, you know, you could be locking up too much money in your house. Well, guess what? If you need to sell your house, you can sell your house. And this also comes back to the fact that we have emergency funds, right? We have an emergency fund. So we don't have to worry about being cash strapped because we have our emergency fund in hand and we can deal with that. We talked about that a lot last week because we want to have that cash on hand in case something were to happen. We don't want to have to borrow money or even borrow from the equity of our home. We want to be able to upfront, go ahead and take that um, emergency fund and pay for things that need to be paid for. And then they also say, well, 
you know, we then you've got more opportunity for financial balance when you take out the 30-year because, you know, the higher payment that comes with a 15-year mortgage, you know, it leaves you unable to build wealth with the 401k or your IRA or college funds or whatever. Well, you can still invest with your mortgage as a reasonable reasonable percentage of your income. Like you can still invest plenty. And then you can invest a lot more when your mortgage is paid off. It's all about keeping that balance right, right? Like the the argument that they're making is in a situation where somebody is having a tight budget and has to not do this so they can do this. No, we want to be able to do both. And the way that you do both is to keep your housing costs to about 25% of your take-home pay and you'll definitely be able to continue to invest through that. And then once that's paid off, that home is paid off, then you can really ratchet up that savings and take off. And, and they're not taking that into consideration. So uh, once again, that, that's my argument there. Then they say, okay, bigger tax deductions. You get a tax deduction for the interest on your mortgage and, and you have more interest with a 30-year loan than you do with a 15-year loan. Uh, but what did I say previously? This is passing over dollars to pick up dimes. It doesn't make sense. You're going to end up paying thousands of dollars to, you know, recoup hundreds. So it's, it's just not, it, it's not worth it. It's not worth your time. It's not worth your effort to try to, you know, get this one tax deduction or whatever. It, it's just not worth it. What, what's worth your time is paying off your home. Then you actually have money and you don't have to worry about getting this little tax refund or tax deduction or whatever. Not worth your time. And then lastly, they say, well, it's an inflation hedge, right? So they say inflation erodes away the value of the dollar. So the 30-year mortgage, when you're making a fixed payment on something, you're actually paying less in real dollars over time. This is not wrong, okay? So mathematically, this is correct. But stocks and stock mutual funds Aren't they also great inflation hedges? Haven't we talked about that before? That they are good at hedging against inflation? Um, and they do so even better than a mortgage. Historically, they're making you know 10% and you know you got a 3 or 4% mortgage. You tell me what you prefer. So why don't I just pay off the mortgage and put my money into those things? Obviously, that's what you would want to do. All of these arguments have holes. And so I just poked holes all through those arguments at, you know, if you don't agree with me, that's fine. Take a 30-year mortgage and stay in, you know, debt until I'm 55. That's fine. Uh, but I don't want you to be there because financial strength comes with paying your home off early. And the 30-year mortgage is not the way to do that. So let's just say you're already in a 30-year mortgage. So don't, don't worry. I can still help you walk through this. So um, there's a couple things you can do. And you have to be disciplined for the first one. So I said earlier... You know, people who have a 30 and want to pay it like a 15 almost never do. If you think you have the discipline to do so, go right ahead. So this does take take discipline. It takes a plan. It takes you writing down how much you're going to pay uh, on the home. Um, and it takes doing a little math. So you can use my mortgage calculator. That's uh, It's an it's an amortization uh, table calculator that I, I've put on my website, www.mnowithdylan.com. And then it's on the Tools for You tab. And you can go in there and use that. Uh, to calculate what your mortgage payment would be. Uh, and you can pay it like that. But like I said, that's not always the most effective thing. So, But there's no real need to refinance if your rate is already low. So um, the only reason I would go about refinancing is if my rate were really high uh, relative to current rates or 
Um, I know that I'm not going to make the 15-year payment unless I refinance to the 15-year mortgage. Otherwise, I'll um, just keep it as a 30 and pay it as a 15 if I have that discipline. And then also, if your 30-year mortgage currently already eats up too much of your income, you may need to move. And that's kind of a sad fact that a lot of people have to deal with is you may not be able to afford what you're living in. You may need to live in something that is cheaper. And what this is a good sign of, it's a good sign that you are living above your means. And living above your means does not get you to financial freedom. It does not get you, get you to long-term wealth building. What gets you to long-term wealth building is living below your means and doing the smart things and continuing to um, have this forced scarcity mindset, this mindset of I am going to um, you know, live like I don't have as much today so I can live like I have a lot more tomorrow. And so um, that all these things are, are completely necessary and your home just may be too expensive even on a 30. So you might need to sell it and move down and home some. That, that may definitely be the case. Um, but then at the end of the day, you just need to get that 30 paid off so you can live the life that you want to live financially. Because otherwise, you are going to be stuck in this rut. You're going to be stuck in this long-term, you know, from Joe Montana to Patrick Mahomes rut, or from, you know, from George H.W. to Donald Trump rut that, I mean, I, I couldn't imagine being in. And so um, I implore you, if you have a 30-year mortgage, to just take the time to consider how you're going to pay this thing off early. Take the time to consider that 30 years is a long, long time and you don't want to be in debt that long. And so I don't want you, especially if you're you know, in your 30s or 40s and you take out a 30-year mortgage, you're going to be into retirement by that time. You don't want a house payment in retirement. That's just going to suck away your retirement income for no reason. I want you out of debt completely. And the way that we're going to do that is, is by being very intentional, making a plan and you know, following what I've gone through in today's video and being able to keep our housing costs low and living on less than we make and all these, these types of good things that will allow us to push towards financial freedom, save and invest more for the long term, give more, and subsequently spend more on ourselves. Because guess what? We can because we have money because our housing costs just weren't over the top. So what am I saying today? What I'm saying is I'm all about owning a home own a home. It's a great thing. It can help you get to financial freedom. It is a great indicator of being a millionaire. Um, you know, most millionaires are paying off their homes in approximately 10 years. I like to follow what millionaires have actually done, not try to make up my own rules because I think I can outwork the system. Follow history, follow things that actually work, and this does actually work. And it's not going to work if you want to be in debt for 30 years. It's not going to work if you want to get this 30-year mortgage and just make this minimum payment and you have all of those excuses, I, I'm going to call them excuses, for why you want to stay in a 30-year mortgage that I went through earlier. Because all of those excuses, they all do one thing. They all keep you in debt. They all keep you having to make this payment and not pay yourself as much as you could be paying yourself. It, it makes you pay more in the long term. We talked about how costly it was at the beginning of this video. Just trust me when I say that this is just too costly of a decision to stick in. It's too costly of a decision to make. And I understand, I understand you want to live in a nice place. I get it. But let me let me just implore you on this real quick. What if you decide 
okay, I am going to live somewhere below my means for a while. I'm going to build up equity in that. I'm going to save money over here on the side. And then when I'm ready, I'm going to sell this house and put a huge down payment on the thing that I really want to the point where I can actually afford that. There's nothing wrong with moving up and doing that. That is how you should go about doing things. And you should still pay that off quickly. Um, but it's not worth your your pain to be sitting in something that you can barely afford and you can't invest and you can't give more and you can't spend more. It's a, it's a miserable financial existence. And I don't want that for you guys. I want freedom. I want options. I want you to be able to do the things that you've always wanted to do financially. And the 30-year mortgage is not the way. So hey, don't forget to subscribe to the channel down below. Also, click the like button for me and leave me any feedback in the comments if you could. Any questions that you may have, I'll be sure to get to them. If you're listening to this on the podcast, on Apple or Spotify Podcasts, I will... Uh, if you're listening to this on the podcast, on Apple or Spotify Podcasts, make sure that you subscribe there and leave me a review. Also, follow me on social media at MNO with Dylan. And then if you want to work one-on-one -on -one with me, if you want me to help you build a financial plan for you or you and your spouse or you and your family, whomever, I can definitely help you do that. Uh, just go to www.mnowithdylan.com, click on the Work with Dylan tab, and pick the financial coaching session uh, type that would work best for you and your spouse or you and your family or just you by yourself. And I'd be glad uh, to help you guys walk through the things that you need to walk through in your financial life to get to financial freedom. So tune in tomorrow as I end the week with talking about the different types of mortgages because that can be a really tricky decision that people have to make as well. And so I want you to make the best decision for yourself. So we're going to go over the pros and cons of all the different uh, types of mortgages that are most prevalent in the U.S. today. So thanks for tuning in to this episode of Money's No Object. I'm your host, Dylan Howell. God bless.